Welcome back to Do You Know Who I Am? I'm Patty Lane. Today, a real treat. We talk to a woman who dabbles in the paranormal. My name is Marianne Porter. I am the founder of Santa Cruz Ghost Hunters, the proprietor of Santa Cruz Haunted Tours, and author of Haunted Santa Cruz, California. Let's get started, as Marianne tells us how she gets others involved in ghost hunting. I actually run a, a haunted hearse tour currently, and we, we pick up uh, individuals from the Brookdale Lodge. We take them to two different locations here in the SLV area, and it's not like, oh, we're going to go walk around and I'm going to just tell you about the history of ghosts. We're taking you to, on an actual paranormal investigation. We're, we're going to get into it. We're going to use equipment. We're going to let our guests to use equipment and uh, really let them get the experience of it. And, you know, I can't always guarantee that there's going to be activity, but you're more likely to have activity with me than if you didn't go. <laughs> the Brookdale Lodge is one place that Marianne's excited about. Well, the lodge is nestled in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and it's rumored to be a hub of paranormal activity. While it was built back in the 1920s, it's been closed for years. But the hotel's reopened, and there are plans to renovate the lodge back to its heyday, when it hosted the rich, famous celebrities, and even gangsters. Yeah, there is a lot of stories about gangsters. Uh, there have been paranormal investigators who have claimed to uh, had um, EVPs of gangsters here in the old cabin saying, I'm the boss. And <laughs> yeah, a lot of creepy stuff. There's also some crazy pictures that are circulating around too that look pretty interesting of potential apparitions. But there is rumor of gangster activity back in the Prohibition Day uh, of prostitutes being killed, drug deals gone bad. It wouldn't surprise me. In the 1920s, the Brookdale Lodge was a place to get away from the bustle of city life and escape to the mountains, surrounded by majestic redwoods. There are plans to renovate the once popular Mermaid Room, which opens up to a swimming pool on the upper floor. But it's the Brook Room, or dining hall, that received the most attention. So this is the Brook Room. It seats 300 diners. Um, Originally in the 1920s, it had actual trees in here, uh, ferns, like foliage all over the place. Now it's whatever growth is still here is pretty much dead or dying. Walking into this room, the sound of rushing water fills the now empty space. The room gets its name from a creek that flows from the outside through a tunnel and then streams down the center of the dining hall. This, this is a real running brook. This is. This is called Clear Creek. Uh, one of the owners in the 20s, 20s or 30s, if I remember, not the owner, but one of their associates, actually made carbonated uh, drinks out of, the, out of the creek water. It was that fresh and that good of water. It's not hard to imagine how tables once lined the creekside with guests enjoying elaborate meals and fancy cocktails. It was a favorite spot for celebrities. 
Shirley Temple, um, Clark Gable. I just found confirmation that Clark Gable was here, which really excited me. And his movie with uh, Joan Crawford had just come out in the Santa Cruz Theater. So he was definitely here. Um, there was a star from Charlie Chaplin. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. It's Aju something. But until renovations are done, all that remains is dust in the air, a balcony in need of repair, and dirty stained glass windows. And the only sound you hear is the echo of your voice and the sound of the creek trickling over rocks. And this lodge may hold some secrets. Mary Ann tells us many believe one guest never left. A young girl named Sarah Logan. Okay, watch your step. And there's a couple different stories, but I'll give you the gist of it, that she had visited with family. She had been running around the uh, Brook Room area by the brook and had fallen in, had hit her head on the way and fallen in and had drowned. I did find a death certificate of A. Sarah Logan um, in 1890 out of Alameda. Now, which is interesting because the Logan family is tied to Alameda. Judge Logan went and retired there. His family's all over there, and you got Alameda Street right here next to the Brookdale Lodge sign. Now, is that our Sarah Logan? I have no idea, but it's the only uh, proof I c I've found that shows an existence and a death of a child age 10 by the name of Sarah Logan. And there's no telling if Sarah was with us in spirit the day I toured the Brookdale Lodge, but something very strange did occur when we went into the room that was once hers. It was Sarah's room, allegedly. It was, say again? It was Sarah Logan's room, allegedly. Well, and what it, what it was was uh, employees back in the day had, did not know what to do with this room, so they put with toys and I'm sorry, and I just got like a major buzz walking in here. It's as soon as I went right here, I don't see any electrical. Whoa. Yeah, there's no electrical hookup in here. It's not hooked up. Oh, it's just right in the doorway. Uh, it's a major hum. Wow. Let's here, I want you to get this. Oh, yeah. Sarah, are you here? Is there anyone here who wants to say hello? <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> okay, that wasn't a ghost. It was Michael fooling around. He drives the hearse for the Santa Cruz ghost tours. However, the hum was real. I have to say, my mic picks up that kind of hum whenever I'm near fluorescent lights or an electrical source. But Marianne assured me there was no power coming into that end of the lodge where renovations had not yet begun. So this was Sarah's, allegedly Sarah's room. Yes, so employees back in the early 90s or so had placed a bunch of toys in here because they really didn't know what to do with the room and made it as an offering for her, the little ghost girl. Because I guess they were putting out 
you know, when they had all the plates and the dinnerware and everything set, they'd come and things were different. <laughs> Chairs were moved around, plates were missing, forks and knives were missing, so they thought maybe that would keep her occupied here. So it's been since known as Sarah's room. Um, I don't know what they used it before, for though. I, I just can't, there's no electrical in here. <laughs> that was talk about energy coming through. <laughs> That is not funny. Michael! <laughs> okay, that was Michael again, but still no explanation for the hum. Well, Marianne goes on to explain a little bit more about the paranormal voice recordings, known as EVPs. Electric voice phenomenon, um, where you can speak out in the air. You kind of look like you're crazy when you're doing it. You take a digital, digital recorder, at least these days. Back then, I just had a regular regular reel-to-reel cassette recorder, yes. And you try and communicate with those who have passed on. And in response, if you're lucky, you will get a voice on the recorder that isn't yours and isn't (laughs) affiliated with anyone else around you. Um, It's something you didn't hear at that time. It's something you didn't hear at that time, yes. Because my understanding is the EVPs, they work on different frequencies. So a lot of times it's good to take two different recorders because you don't know if one's on a high or one's on a low. And so once I got my first EVP, I was, I was hooked. I was hooked after that. And she says she's picked up numerous EVPs in this area. One that came through was actually a murder victim. Um, and it didn't, we don't know that it happened at this lodge. We know that it did happen and it happened not too far from here but she came through and that was just, uh, it gave, gave us just chills, chills to the bone. So it makes me wonder, you know, okay, well, in the 70s, you know, the lodge was closed down. There was a lot of seedy people here. Who knows what occurred? Now, here's a clip Marianne recorded at the Brookdale Lodge. The audio quality isn't great, but take a listen and tell me, do you think this could be Sarah Logan saying, look at me? Marianne also investigates activity at a local cemetery. It's a very creepy cemetery. And one of the reasons it is so creepy is there was actually satanic rituals that went on up there. When I first started investigating that particular cemetery, we would find like bones. We would find what looked like somebody was bloodletting something all over the headstones, strange uh, candles something ritualistic. Now, when we, me and my, uh, at the time, uh, co-founder was uh, Dina Smith. She used to be a local here. We would get EVPs left and right. Uh, Just people saying their names. We'd get help us. We'd get all sorts of disturbing EVPs. And even one of them was in a different language. And I went and had it uh, analyzed by someone who spoke Native American. And sure enough, he said, this is a Native American dialect, but I can't make out which one. So that was, yeah, (laughs) there was a lot that goes on at that cemetery. This is nothing new for Marianne. (laughs) <laughs> From little, I was already kind of weird. <laughs> um, 
I had experiences in my childhood, and my mom said, oh, no, you have a big imagination. And then later on in life, I still had experiences, and I was just kind of into more of the unusual as opposed to the rest of my peers. In adulthood, I had a lot of people who passed away, and then again, more experiences. Like, I had a friend who was murdered uh, in 2005, and we were really close. We worked together, and he was killed, and, you know, I was devastated. I mean, just beyond belief. And one day I was, I was out in my backyard, and I'm just in tears, you know, blubbering and just so, so upset. And all of a sudden, I hear, this is great! And it sounded just like him. It sounded identical to him. I mean, it's, it was so clear and so loud that I completely stopped crying, and I'm looking around. There's nobody there. And in my heart, I'm like, that was, that was him. That was him. But not everyone believes in ghosts or spirits. Well, you know, for the skeptic, it's not my job to prove to you that there's paranormal activity or there's spirits or there's life after death. But I would want them to have an open mind at least, the possibilities. So I would just say, keep an open mind of the possibilities. We all, our souls are made out of energy. I mean, energy just doesn't die and go away. I mean, our bodies will decay and rot, but there's more to us than just our bodies. So I think that's important to remember that, you know, there's, there's something more. If you'd like to go on a ghost investigation with Marianne and her team, you can find them online at santacruzghosthunters.com. And she'll be scheduling tours of the Brookdale Lodge once renovations are completed, sometime next year. Well, the renovations in the hotel portion of the lodge are already done, and currently they're hosting guests. If you visit the Santa Cruz Mountains, you'll want to check it out. Thanks for listening to Do You Know Who I Am? If you get a chance, like us on Facebook. And remember, everyone has a story to tell. Until next time, I'm Patty Lane.